0: to Damn, Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses. My name is Doug, and these are my acute mental neuroses. There's a fair amount of list you cannot see, so I'm just going to slam through it. Not in the order I wrote it in by any means, because there's a couple things near the end that are kind of pop culture that I want to talk about. First off, I think I brought it up off air um, to no applause, just the clap. But I wanted to talk about it on Damn, because it's weirdly important to me. I found a bar you can smoke in that's like five minutes away from my day job, all of a sudden I think that I actually brought this up. Just a moment. In fact, I just took a short break to look at the RSS for all the last, uh, probably like three damn episodes, and no, I haven't talked about this. i found a bar you can smoke, and now, this is awesome. I remember when the smoking ban went in in Denver, um, I was working at this great cafe, um, that you could smoke in, and they sold cigarettes, and it was like this counterculture hub with the punks in the film school dropouts, and shitty teenagers, and some D&D dorks making chainmail in the corner, and working on their board for wizard chess, which is a thing, you know, and, and bike gangs were there, um, and it was in an area that before gentrification, like, Guatemalan street, there was a Guatemalan street gang that decapitated homeless people. It's, this is all true, and it was it was a great little hole in the wall. I mean, exposed brick and pipe, and very earthy, very kind of a divey um, cafe. And then gentrification came in, and yeah. But they 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 met the requirements to get into a loophole that they could keep smoking uh, allowed in the cafe, and they had a bar attached that was under that same business umbrella. So it would have been one of the um, few bars in Denver at the time, like eight nine years ago, whatever it was, that would have had smoking. They would have put, like, one of the only three bars, uh, I think one of the only, like, maybe the only cafe, maybe one of the only two cafes, maybe, in Colorado. And I'm like, this is great. It's going to carry us to the winter months. It's going to be amazing and keep the character of the place. And the owners were like, we're getting rid of it. And I'm like, you're morons, but okay. And I think it was at that point, along with something else, that I decided to leave the the fantastic Narnia that was Paris on the Platte, when people talk about going to it after, like, early 2000s, I'm like, you don't, you didn't know, you didn't know, you don't know what Paris was, um, I started going in, like, the, um, like, mid-90s, and it was fantastic, it really was Narnia to me, instant cool if you worked there, which I did, started going there when I was 16, got a job there when I was, like, twenty twenty one. so, anyway, um, I found a bar I can smoke in that's literally right down the street from my day job, like, Five minutes. It's great. Drawback is, they don't serve food. But I can order food from the adjoining like restaurants. Or there's another like uh, weird suburban golf bar uh, that one of my coworkers likes to frequent. And they'll bring it over and just put it on my tab. And I'm like, great. Then I can have shitty bar food and smoke while I drink. Completing the trifecta of a bar environment in my brain. I drink, smoke, I eat shitty bar food. I go home. So I am so glad. It's called the Robusto Room on Park Meadows Drive. It's a bit of a bit of a drive if you don't work or live in the area, um, which there's not a lot of residential side. Over to imagine you don't live in the area at all, especially because we have people who uh, the network is uh, multinational. Uh, it's 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 international. So if you are listening to this in Canada or China, bit of a bit of a drive, bit of a drive uh, slash boat ride slash plane slash Automobile slash however you're getting there via John Candy movies. Yes, that was a attempt at a plane, trains, and automobiles reference. It failed miserably. So this is great. Um, I love it. Um, I can go down there and I can smoke. And I was talking to, I was at the Suburban Golf Bar, and they were like, well, you can smoke out on our patio. And I'm like, yeah, but you know what? Like when I'm watching a movie or I'm working on editing this podcast, I don't have to stop and lose momentum or rhythm Um, I can just light up a cigarette and just keep going. That's what I like about it. So I'm so glad. Basically I found it in that, um, I was at the the suburban golf bar. I was running out of cigarettes and I was like, oh, is there anywhere within like literally walking distance, max five minutes that I can get cigarettes. And I went, oh, there's a cigar shop, like two doors down. And I went, oh, great. Whatever. Sure. Uh, and I went and I bought cigarettes and it was just like a little like cigar, uh, cigar shop. And I was like, okay, cool, didn't really look around, just was more focused on just getting cigarettes so I wouldn't, like, you know, snap and kill somebody. And I went back, like, I think, like, whatever it was, like, a week later, and I needed cigarettes before I went to the the suburban golf bar, and I, there was no one at the counter to sell me cigarettes. So I kind of meandered through, and it's like, saw a bar, and a row of liquor behind it, and ashtrays like every three uh chairs on the bar and I was like hey is anyone working the, the counter and she goes oh yeah I am I'm sorry what can I get you and I said chemical filters and I said can, can I smoke cigarettes in here is it like only cigars because I don't know the fucking rules I don't know the fucking law and she goes yeah you can smoke any hell you want and I went great can I get and then I ordered a draft beer and a shot of whiskey and I said, can you add the cigarettes to my, my tab? Like, I can just do everything all at once? And she goes, yeah, one-stop shopping. And I'm like, done. This is fantastic. I took a picture and posted it on Facebook, on my personal Facebook, where it's like the shot of whiskey and a beer and a cigarette burning in an ashtray going, do you know how long it's been? It's been eight years, and I forgot how good this feels. Like, damn, it's, it feels good to be a gangster. Like, it was really weird. Like, I took that first drag and was like, oh, shit, someone's going to bust me. I'm going to, you know, go to jail for smoking a cigarette. And everything's fine. It was awesome. So, new favorite bar. Now, a bunch of network stuff. Which is fun. Um, It's actually a lot of fun stuff. It's not going to be super boring and technical. Um, Some of it might be a little technical, but not in a boring way. Our shows are now on more outlets. Um, I posted on Facebook, we've been waiting for approval on Stitcher. And Google Music Play. I have not heard back from Google Music Play, but I have heard back from Stitcher, and I'm proud to announce that as of yesterday, our entire library of every show of every episode is on Stitcher, and each of the show's dedicated web pages on the website has a Stitcher player playing. I think the most recent episodes, um, up to and including Black Falls, Damn, No Applause, Exotic Liability, Everything, 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 Everything. everything. So. There'll be something online about that. I'm going to post that in the next couple days, um, today or tomorrow. So I'm very excited about that. Uh, Google Play Music, I'm waiting to hear back from. I haven't checked the company email. Um, I check it probably once a day, once every couple days. So it might be there, I don't know. But if it is, then I will uh, attempt to get every show, uh, entire libraries, onto them. More outlets. I've noticed a really weird uptick in... BACN um, on Facebook views, uh, our Twitter followers have grown faster than usual. It seems like the network's slowly on the, well, incline would be better than decline, but we're on the rise. Once again, like, it freaks me out in a good way that I'm like, holy shit, there's a sudden uptick. And it's like, you have like 27 new views. And I'm like, wow, really? Because it's usually like. Five a week, not 27. That's five times as much. That's ridiculous. Great, great ridiculous, but ridiculous nonetheless. So I'm happy to say that we're branching out into onto Stitcher and hopefully Google Music Play. And uh, once we launch um, one of the next, of the, th- I think, two or three podcasts we're um, toying around with, then I am going to start um, working on Fear Agents, which is our... Uh the first ever novel written uh interactively on social media. So I just need the time. I need to get like a good like two, three chapters ahead in terms of the graphic design, audio components, story. Um, that way I'm not caught by surprise by the interactive aspect of it. So I just need the time to sit down and do that. And I, I, I haven't been able to do that because I've been working on I think we've got one, two, three, four. Possibly four shows kind of up in the air right now. Uh, Showing the Gap is sadly going to end. I got word from um, one of the hosts that I'm to add a finale tag or final episode tag to the cushion they had locked and loaded and throw it out there to the ether, the inter-ether. I don't know if it's going to come back. I'd like it to. But with, you know... Maybe uh, Ryan Silva and a a different host. I don't think Gonzo will be returning. That's a whole other story. And if you want to know that whole other story, listen to I think, like a couple weeks back. Uh, It's a damn. So we're on a lot more outlets, like I said. Stitcher, big one. Google Play, Google Music Play, whatever the order of those words are. Um, Huge one. It'd be a huge get. Um, I've also been doing lots of uh, work. My last couple days off from the day job. I updated, I think, eight or nine web pages on the website. Like I said, we've got the Stitcher player on all of the shows. Um, Plus, Mr. Wright needed to be updated for all of their pieces. Uh, There was a weird missing link. Not like a caveman, but like an actual technological missing link. Um, And it was a matter of a a letter needed to be lowercase, not uppercase. Um, But little fixes. So um, I also redesigned some business cards. And originally, all of our business cards for the CEOs, me, Deb, and Lizzie, were very uniform. Um, And it's very, looking back, I'm not happy with our original designs. I went in and went, okay, we're going to make them look more professional. Uh, They're the same font as the uh, website, which is the Keep Calm font. Um, Weirdly enough, that's the one Deb and Lizzie picked when I did the font test for the the, the new website, um, when I redesigned it uh, late last year. But then I had this idea of, like, why don't we, like, since we're so interjecting our personalities into this, why don't we have, like, personally done business cards that are really neat? Like, I made Lizzie's look like the Matrix. I made mine look like a comic book panel, a uh, very clean comic book panel style. Deb is really into the Funko Pop um, vinyl figures, and so I got on a Japanese website, which was very fun to navigate when you don't know Chinese. My three years of Latin and three years of Spanish did not help, but I, I managed to like generate a Funko Pop her and like crop it into the corner of the of the business card. Hers looks really great. It actually makes me want to do uh, a Funko Pop each of um, me and Lizzie, or Lizzie and I, and uh, and do those as like an alternative version if. Um, Lizzie doesn't like his, and, uh, you know, and if he goes, I want a Funko Pop, I'll go, you know, yeah, it's uniform in that it's like Funko Pop and, and the, the font setup, um, or the font placement, um, but it would be really neat to have, like, each of us on our own personal business card, it'd be really neat. Um, I was, like I said, a little jealous when I, I made Debs, um, but Lizzie's is super cool and I, mine's a super clean, I love it. Um, A lot of negative space, which um, in terms of my design, my design aesthetics, I really like uh, negative space. Uh, Let's see, what else? Uh, Oh, it's coming up on August, so I've started working on Deb's birthday mix. I think I've talked about this, well, probably once a year. Um, I make Deb a mix for her birthday. My mixes take minimum a month to make. Um, I go through them meticulously. I play by certain rules, break certain rules. If you don't know what I'm talking about, watch High Fidelity, which weirdly enough is a book my dad gave me when I was um I think nineteen or twenty and went, here, this is gonna be you in ten years. I went, cool, and then read it went, fuck. Yeah. Uh <laughs> great book, but talks about some of the rules in terms of mixtapes. Um you gotta start out strong, then Ratchet up a notch, then take it down a notch. Can't have the same band twice. Um If you know, sometimes there's a hidden theme. Sometimes it's a not hidden theme, a very visible theme. I guess I, I don't know what the opposite of hidden would be. Revealed. There'd be a easily revealed theme. Uh You would need a decoder ring, I guess. But her mix is currently at. Uh, I think it's a little over three and uh, might be three, three and a half hours, and I have to whittle it down to whatever, a CD can hold, um, hour, hour 20, right in there, so I literally have to cut it in half, um, which is always tough, um, but you know, it's like I pull, like, multiple songs from, like, the same band, and I go, okay, which song works here, uh, which song doesn't, so it's always fun to talk about putting together someone's mix, because I literally go through, like, the list of artists, all of them, A to Z, Adam Ant, uh, Warren Zevon, ZZ Top, and then, like, you get the numbers, like, 50 Cent and 311 and all that bullshit. Or bands like Yoda's House. Um, That's an actual band. Look it up. Uh, You know, going through, like, all the artists and, like, listening to stuff that I haven't listened to in months. Days, months, years. You know, really fun. And, and, like, going through and going, oh, you know, I can't fit Godspeed, You Black Emperor on here. But, man, how long has it been since I've listened to Godspeed, You Black Emperor? And now I'm listening to F-sharp, A-sharp. Infinity, while I get some work done on these business cards, is what I said yesterday. So, it's always fun uh, putting together a new mix, but I am very meticulous. Um, it takes me, you know, like I said, minimum four or five weeks to put it together. It's a very big deal if I make you a mix. Um, and when Deb, I believe, present, I, was pre- I presented her um, as if I were pre- uh, presenting a, a bottle of wine to someone, um, her mix. And I was like, here's, and I, you know, print the, 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 the track listing and I go here. Um, you know, this is a really cool, either the theme, um, immediately presents itself and I go, Oh, this is, you know, this, or I think of a really cool esoteric title that, uh, owes itself to a Bukowski poem or whatever. Um, but I, I made it to, I I made it for, I think last year and everyone was like, I want one, and it's like, well, I can't make these in like three days, it, I, it would, they'd be shite, they'd be shite, so, um, I think I did really throw together one for, uh, Lizzie for his birthday, which I think he really liked, um, I, I don't think I'll have the time to throw one together for his birthday as well, um, I think that was kind of a weird one-off, where I'm like, yeah, yeah, you're cool, and we're friends, and we're business partners, and I'll make you a mix, and like, Two weeks, three weeks, um, kind of pushed the limit of like how fast I can do it and how well I can do it. Lastly, um, or second to lastly, I've got two more things. I will get to them really quickly. I know this episode is slightly longer than usual. I am a bit more rambly. I'm sorry. Secondly, uh, to lastly, really bad adverb work, Doug. I'm wearing hipster pants. Let that sink in. I'm wearing. Hipster pants. So basically, you heard me talk about either last week or week before that I had to return my old work, uh, new work pants because they were a size too big from the weight I've lost from working the day job. Yay! I wasn't paying attention and I just like meandered into uh, the men's section and saw like the pairs of pants on sale, not like dirt cheap, cheaper. Not cheaper than dirt cheap, but yeah, you know what I mean. Um, The ones that were on sale for a reasonable price. And I grabbed the first pair that my size matched. Did not look at the style they were made, just went, ooh, do you have a pocket I can put mints in because I smoke, you know, on my breaks." Great, and you're the size I need. Grab, snatch, pay, Great. Did not realize until I put them on this morning, to go back to the day job after my two days off, that they're like hipster skinny jeans. Fun fact. Hipster skinny jeans look great on me. I love them. I was a little itchy, um, in terms of, not itchy like physically, but like itchy emotionally. I'm like, I'm wearing kind of skinny jeans, they look fine. They fit. My butt looks great. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie about it. My butt looks great. So um, there you go. I'm wearing hipster skinny jeans and I'm finally I guess like skinny enough to wear them. Um, I'm not like super anorexic uh, hipster skinny I'm not. Um, but uh, for waist down, awesome. awesome, awesome. So I love them. But I'm wearing hipster jeans, and it kind of weirded me out for the first, like, probably couple hours where I was like, oh. And then, like, my coworkers were like, did you get new work pants? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, "Uh, they look great. And I'm like, thanks. Have you seen my ass? No, I didn't do that. Uh, That would have made it weird. But, um, so I'm wearing, like, weird skinny jeans at work for the next however long they last. It's awesome. I'm actually happy that I fit into hipster jeans uh, because hipsters are notoriously skinny and I am trying to get less jiggly. I'm, in fact, trying to get skinny. So, lastly, uh, this has been something that's been on my mind for probably the better part of like six weeks, maybe even eight weeks. It's something that I went to a, a friend's fundraiser, fundraiser, memorial, I guess you'd call it for, it's a, a reoccurring annual event to raise money for, um, some kind of awareness and, and charity. And there was like Darth Vader and he had like the beep, boop, bop, up beep, like on his chest. Like, you know, Darth Vader does. And my weird tech mind, which is funny because, um, Mr. Robot's premiering tonight. I've already watched the first half of the premiere, which got quote-unquote leaked online by the creators. But anyway. But my little, like, Mr. Robot brain was like, could you feasibly hack Darth Vader, or is it a closed system? Like, you gotta imagine, there's some kind of, like, does he connect to something outside of that? Is there an exploitive weakness to it? Could you hack Darth Vader? And, like, make his voice sound like this, or not. Like, you know, it's just something to think about. Like, could you hack one of those badass death samurais of space? Yeah. That's I'm going to end this episode. So, from damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, I'm Doug, and from damn Doug's Acute Mental Neuroses, these have been my Acute Mental Neuroses. Good night